Hello, welcome to our special, this is our first special episode that we're doing this year. With the team nominations being released, we are going to give you our thoughts on who should win the varying awards in the CFL. So first, let's go through each team's nominations. First, the Montreal Alouettes. Their most outstanding player was Vernon Adams, that was a unanimous pick. Defense was Hinak Mwamba, most outstanding Canadian, Hinak Mwamba. Offensive lineman was Christian Matei. Special teams was Boris Beatty. And most outstanding rookie was Jake Wanicki. For the Ottawa Red Blacks, their most outstanding player was Avery Williams. Their most outstanding defensive player was Avery Williams. Their most outstanding Canadian was Nolan McMillan. Their most outstanding offensive lineman was Nolan McMillan. Their most outstanding special teams player was Richie Leone. And for rookie, they had Jared Fernandez. Now on to the Toronto Argonauts. They had for their MOP Darrell Walker, most outstanding defensive player, Cleon Lang, who is also the, their most outstanding Canadian pick. Their most outstanding lineman was Sean McEwen. That was a unanimous pick. Uh, special teams was Chris Rainey. And for most outstanding rookie was Keenan Gilchrist. Now on to the last team in the East, the Tiger Cats. Their most outstanding player was unanimous. It was Brandon Banks. Their most outstanding defensive player, they had Simone Lawrence. Most outstanding Canadian, Brandon Ren Revenberg. Most outstanding lineman was Chris Van Zyl. Special teams, Frankie Williams. And most outstanding rookie, Jalen Acklin. For the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, their most outstanding player was Willie Jefferson. Their most outstanding defensive player was Willie Jefferson. That one was unanimous. Most outstanding Canadian, Mike Miller. Most outstanding lineman, Stanley Bryant, unanimous. Special teams, Mike Miller, unanimous. Most outstanding rookie, Kenny Lawler. And for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, their MOP was unanimous. It was Cody Fajardo. Her most outstanding defensive player was Charleston Hughes. Most outstanding Canadian was Cameron Judge. That was unanimous. Most outstanding lineman, Dan Clark. That was also unanimous. Uh, most outstanding special teams player, John Ryan. And their most outstanding rookie was Dakota Shepley, which was also a unanimous pick. Now on to the Calgary Stampeders. There's a lot of unanimous ones coming up here. So for most outstanding player, Reggie Bagleton, unanimous. Most Outstanding Defensive Player, Trey Roberson, unanimous. Most Outstanding Canadian, Corey Greenwood, unanimous. Offensive Lineman, Shang Bergman. Special Teams, Nate Hawley, unanimous. Rookie, Nate Hawley. For the Edmonton Eskimos, MOP, Trevor Harris. Defense, Larry Dean, unanimous. Canadian, Kwaku Botang. Offensive lineman, David Beard, unanimous. Special teams, Sean White, unanimous. Rookie, Vontae Diggs, unanimous. And lastly, we talk about the BC Lions. Their most outstanding player, Brian Bur Burnham. Uh, Burnham, sorry. Most outstanding defensive player, TJ Lee. Most outstanding Canadian, Lamar Durant, unanimous. Offensive lineman, Joel Figueroa. Special teams, Sergio Castillo, unanimous. And rookie, Javon Katoy. Now, what do you guys think of the team picks? Before we get into our own picks for 
who we think wins these awards. What do you guys think of the who the different teams picked? Oh, I think they picked pretty good. Uh, I mean, everything considered with all the injuries and everything this year. And looking at a lot of the stats, a lot of the players slowed down in the last <coughs> four weeks. So I'm sure it made it a little more difficult to pick. But no, I think they did good. Um, yeah, there are some that I am pleasantly surprised by. Like being a Winnipeg fan, I completely expected the special teams player to be Medlock. And I'm glad that they... Not No shade to Medlock, but I'm glad they went with Miller because I feel like he just had a super outstanding year and I'm glad they didn't blaze over that when thinking about the awards. Yeah, that, mm. a lot of that's true. The only, yeah, I mean... The one I have oh. contention with is that Brandon Banks was unanimous. I get that a lot of people are saying he's a shoe in for MOP this year. But with the way Dane Evans performed, shouldn't he be in that conversation too? You'd think so, being a backup quarterback and guiding your team to the best record they've ever had. I, I think that demands it, too. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, that is weird now that you say that. Oh, man, yeah, I don't like that. That's why I'm surprised he's unanimous. Like, not one person thought of that for the Ticats, you know? Yeah, and I mean, without him, like, if they had somebody else a quarterback, after Mazzoli went down, like things could have been completely different, and they could have, you know, they could have looked like Ottawa by the end. But no, they they kept their ground and did better than I think anyone expected them to. Yeah. And the teams with the most unanimous selections are Saskatchewan with four, Calgary with four, and Edmonton with four as well. So, hmm. do you see any any other debate debatable picks there for these teams? Uh, I mean, defensive on Saskatchewan, you could always throw a couple other names in there. Solomon had a great year himself, too. Cameron Judge, Derek Moncrief, uh, Nick Marshall. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys you could throw there. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. What are you going to yeah, say, there's... Carter? Oh, just like, yeah, there's, you know, there's some guys that, you know, are nan are unanimous that, you know, they probably couldn't or shouldn't be unanimous but like i think you know these are all like respectable names i don't think anybody like truly was snubbed or everyone's up in arms about it except yeah yeah happens. um yeah yeah i don't i don't see any others that are really that debatable the only one calgary for Corey greenwood he only played 12 games this year so i don't know maybe that nomination could have gone to someone else but he was a significant impact player when he was in. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. And then... I think that's about it for the unanimous picks I want to challenge, really. So let's get into yeah. our picks, alright? So for our picks, we have a winner, and then we have the opposite division's nomination as well included in our picks. And you guys feel free to jump in and ask questions like, why did you pick him over this guy or whatever when we feel our picks, okay? Sure. All right. So for me, I have my MOP as Vernon Adams with the West nominee being Cody Fajardo. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're all in agreement. Nice. Yeah. Y'all like that? I, mean, I yeah. am. Well, that's I a good am. pick. All right. For defense, we uh, I have Charleston Hughes. Yeah, and, led the league in sacks. Yep. And then the East nominee, Simone Lawrence. Uh, 
most outstanding Canadian, I have it being Lamar Durant, with yeah. East nomination being Hinoch Mwamba. Both great players in the league. Definitely. For offensive linemen, I have Dan Clark. Uh, I know a lot of people were, or I talked to some people on Twitter about this, so like, why not Stanley Bryant? And the case I made for Dan Clark is he survived an accident that would have killed a lot of people and had played all 18 games this year. Like, what he had to go through to get ready and go play compared to someone like Stanley Bryant, who might be a more talented lineman, that's why Clark gets my vote over a guy like that, just because of his journey and what he, the obstacles he had to overcome to be able to play at such a high level this year, and that's why, for me, he's the most outstanding lineman. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. And then, special teams, I have Nate Hawley, with my East Nam being Frankie Williams. Oh, good picks. And Jalen Acklin is my most outstanding rookie, with the West nominee being Nate Hawley. Uh, he did, yeah, he had a great year this year. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, he... He kind of forced his way into a starting job because he got in there because of an injury to somebody, I believe. And he just played so well, they kept him in the starting lineup. So you got to like a guy like that who's, you know, not only a backup, but a rookie backup. Yeah, absolutely. There's bright things ahead for Jalen Acklin. Then coach, Kahari Jones, and my West nominee is Craig Dickinson. And I picked Kahari over Dickinson, even though Dickinson has a better record and won the harder division in the league. Kahari turned around a team that everybody thought was going to be a dumpster fire and made them into a team with a home playoff game. So you have to respect how he has turned around the team and the culture there, and they're starting to look more like the winning Alouettes we used to see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now on to Taylor's picks. All right. So for my MOP, I have Cody Fajardo, and I have Brandon Banks taking it from the east from behind him. He did have a great year, but I just think without Cody, uh, the riders wouldn't be where they are, and I think that makes him the most outstanding. True. Yeah. Uh, defensive, I got Charleston Hughes and... Runner-up, Simone Lawrence. Charleston led the league in sacks. And at his age, it's pretty incredible to see him do that. And Simone leads the league in tackles. And as much as I don't like it, he had a great year. Mm. Uh, Canadian, I have Lamar Durant and Hinoch Mwamba out of the East. Uh, Lamar just, he had a great year, led Canadians in receiving yards. And uh, yeah, I just he really made a name for himself this year. Yeah. Good pick for Emerson. Uh Offensive line, I have Shane Bergman from Calgary and Van Zyl as the runner-up. Uh, Bergman, I mean, you see a lot of other quarterbacks in the league get uh, hit pretty hard, but you don't see that out of Calgary, so I think Shane Bergman does agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, special teams, I have Nate Hawley out of Calgary and Frankie Williams out of Hamilton for the runner-up. Nate Hawley, uh, he was incredible on special teams. He was always down there making tackles, and if not, he was directing the guy to get tackled. So I, I think he's a good Fair pick. Uh, rookie, yeah. I have Jake 
Jake Weineke out of Montreal and Vontae Diggs as a backup Edmonton. Uh, Jake Weineke, uh, I believe he led rookie receivers in uh, touchdowns. Yeah, he had eight touchdowns yeah. this year. He didn't have as many yards as Ackland, but he had more touchdowns, so I think that's pretty important. Uh, and yeah, Vontae Diggs, he had a great year for being a rookie. I think he had eight sacks to end the year, so that, that's pretty good, all things considered. No doubt. And uh, Coach of the Year, I have Craig Dickinson and Orlando Steinhauer as the runner-up. Uh, Orlando did have the better record, but it was in the East Division, and I just think with Craig, you know, being a special teams coach for a while and getting basically given the keys to the ship, uh, I think he did a he did a great job this year, and I think he deserves the award. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're all really solid picks. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like there are so many guys this year that you can choose where it's to the point where it's like you can say pretty much any of the noms. It's like a couple, and everyone will just agree because it's so close. Yeah, like it, yeah. I don't think very many people are going to be voting for obviously guys in Ottawa. I think they're pro- they might get shut out, and then Toronto. 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 I could see their most outstanding lineman get, getting a couple get votes lucky, nationally but... with Sean McEwen because he's really good. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll move on to mine then. Um, Go for it. So for my uh, player, uh, most ascending player, I've got uh, Vernon Adams, and I've got from the West, I have Fajardo in the runner-up position. Um, I mean, we've been saying it all year, Vernon Adams just wins games. He knows how to play. He went from two games played last year to 16 this year, and like the numbers got have just, you know, they've exploded off the page that I'm looking at. You know, it's, yeah. he's just all around, He's he's been great all year. Yeah. Um, Defensive, I'm going with Trey Roberson, and my East nom, as much as I hate it, is Simone Lawrence. Um, I have Trey Roberson just because, you know, seven interceptions, you know, 41 defensive tackles. He's a super strong, he's always a presence on the field. He had that uh, game-saving field goal against uh, Hamilton. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, has that super play. I know that's technically special teams, but, you know, it was made on the defensive side of it, so I'm counting it here. All right. Still Um, play, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. So uh, that's why I have him there. Um, My most outstanding Canadian is Cameron Judge. And my... uh, The the east side is Mwamba. The reason I have Cameron Judge is... No, you got five sacks plus two interceptions with your 61 already tackles, you know. That's... Those are great numbers to have. My one you know, only... question about that, though, would be, is that recency bias with him kind of sealing the game with that play last week? Uh, it might be. Um, honestly, I'm, I, I think he's played solid all year, but, I mean, there is a, recent, a recency bias there, I think, to an extent. But, I mean, just he look at these lock stats. It up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these late games are the ones that matter. Exactly. He's been good this year, I'll give you that. It's just, I remember looking at some stats with Derek Taylor. Uh, Judge does miss 21% of his tackle opportunities. Ooh. That's a now that's a, stat, that's a stat I wish I saw on this page. I'm just on the CFO website getting my stats here quickly so I can jump between them all. Oh, okay. I, I, I know I just sometimes I tweet Derek Taylor, and it was oh, just yeah. something I asked him was... Oh, hey. Total flex. Yeah. No. Well, he sometimes helps <laughs> okay. with the show, you know. So, um, 
I I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at my next is would be the offensive line. And that is Jane Bergman, and my uh, my nom for the East would be Van Zyl. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, I agree with Taylor there. The reason why I'm picking Bergman is that yeah, you just don't see Bo Levi getting tackled that often behind the line. You know, he's getting. I remember one line that they used against um, like the announcer said against uh, when they were playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers was like he can have like a full you know cup of coffee that takes 20 minutes to make and still be fine before you know he can throw the ball you know yeah so you know the offensive line is obviously why so, so i'm going with him okay so my, for my special teams i'm kind of going with some dark horses here um my special teams for um the nom is going to be rainy i think that he is done fairly like i think he's done solid all year just the shame in the situation that he's in um and my uh, my actual special team selection is going to be Mike Miller, the fullback from Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Technically, what he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've sat here and it's looked like he's had, I think, a CFL record-breaking seven special teams tackles in a game against Ottawa, and those numbers always seem to be up towards that scale as well. Like he's always a presence. He somehow gets every single tackle, and yeah, and I'm glad that they were able to sort of give him the spotlight for once, which is nice because those players usually don't get that. Absolutely, because th- that's not yeah. a guy that I had even heard of before until you had that pick, and I asked you kind of why. So yeah, I'm glad you kind of highlighted him for someone who might not know about Mike Miller. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's funny because I had to look up his stats. Uh, I wanted to see if I could get like exact stats, but it just gave me his fullback stats, so it's like it's nice that he's had one rush for 10 yards this <laughs> season. <laughs> it's like great. Yep. Um and so for my most outstanding rookie, I have Jake Weineke and Nate Hawley is my uh is my nom from the West. I have Jake Weineke, uh yeah, forty one receptions, uh five hundred and sixty nine yards, eight touchdowns. That's like the main point. That's what Taylor was saying. I agree with that. That's like the biggest thing for me. It's like you know, you want to get in the end zone. You can get yeah. yards until the cows come home, but if you don't if you don't put the ball in the end zone, it's all for naught. So so I have yeah. him, and as my coach for the year, I have Kahari Jones, and Craig Dickinson is my West nom, but I'm going with Kahari Jones because I've never seen um, a coach care so much for, like, he's up, like, you know, in those, like, intense moments, they'll show him, and he's up and jumping around, and, like, he's getting excited with the fans and that, but he's still focused on the game, and I, like, all the players love him, and so it's just, like, something that you need. You need that out of your coach if you're going to be a truly successful team. Like you need to have that like respect and that like actually likability. Like you need to like your coach, and I think everyone in Montreal does. Yeah, absolutely. So that yeah, and those are my picks. Yeah, those make sense. So we're gonna move on to our staff picks now. Now you've heard our voices obviously for most of this podcast running. We have a lot of different people that are working behind the scenes. Some of them you may have heard more than others. I know James has appeared on the show and Logan and all sorts of different people. And we got all their votes for these too. And we tallied up the total votes for the different awards. And then here is who we would have winning each spot. Okay? So the True North pick for most outstanding player is, uh, is Cody Fajardo with three votes. 
And then we also had two votes for Vernon Adams, Carter and I. And then we also had two votes for Brandon Banks. Now, for most outstanding defensive player, we have Charleston Hughes went in with four votes. Trey Roberson has two, and Willie Jefferson has one. Now, for most outstanding Canadian, this one's almost unanimous. We have Lamar Durant went in with five votes, and just two votes for Cameron Judge. Now, for most outstanding offensive lineman, we have three votes for Shane Bergman. We have two votes for Dan Clark, and two for Stanley Bryant. Most outstanding special teams player, we had four for Nate Hawley, one for Frankie Williams, one for Chris Rainey, and one for Mike Miller. And for rookie, we had split, a very split vote here. We had a three for Nate Hawley, who just edged out Jalen Acklin and Jake Wanicki, who both had two votes. And for coach of the year, we had, I believe it was Craig Dickinson winning with four votes. And three for Kahari Jones. So no yep. no love for Orlando Steinauer here, even though <laughs> I think he's a viable he's, option. He he is, but like I don't think he's anybody's first option is what I'm saying. That's what's rough about these. It's like you're only voting for who you think is at the top, and if he's if you're everyone's second, you're nobody's first. Yeah. Now these are the people we want to win. Who do you guys think uh on an on a basis you think is gonna most likely win let's go with most outstanding player uh i think they're gonna give it to banks but i feel like fajardo deserves it more like banks did have 1500 yards but there was a couple receivers with just a couple hundred yards less than him he did have more touchdowns but cody fajardo had 28 overall touchdowns this year top 10 rushing yards top 10 rushing touchdowns led the league in uh, passing yards and top 10 in passing touchdowns. So I think he deserves them. I mean, yeah, I think they're also probably going to give it to Brandon Banks just because, like like you said before to me, there's that recency bias there. Like he recently exploded uh, during that one game. I forget how many like fantasy points he would have gotten for it. Um, I think it was it's, over it's, 40. It's, yeah, yeah, like that's that's crazy. And of course, like that's going to play a huge factor. But like, yeah, I think, I think you can make a case for both Fajardo and uh, Adams because, like, I think that overall they've had, I'd say they've had better years for their situations than Banks has. But, I, yeah, I think it'll probably go to Banks. I have to agree with that. I think it's probably going to Banks. But, again, I talked about Dan Clark. The journey is important. And for Vernon Adams and Cody Fajardo, their journeys have been huge. Mm -hmm. I know the previous staff... They were in Montreal, they were ready to cut Vernon Adams, but he played yeah. his way out of that into backup job. And when Antonio Pippen got hurt, he you know, played really well as a starter and never let go of that job. Yeah. And he yeah. and Kahari Jones together have turned that team around not only in, you know, the win column, but as a culture they just look like those old Montreal teams with Anthony Calvillo that we're used to. Yeah. Wait, 
Yeah, I think it was a week or two after they locked up their uh, home playoff spot there. They they had like over 10,000 tickets sold to the game already. Like and that was a couple weeks ago already. So, uh I th- yeah, I think it's really done or really good what they've done for the culture there so far for yeah, football. Like Montreal wants to care about their football team just that for the longest time they didn't have a reason to. It's nice yeah. that now that they do and that fan base is starting to come back. Nice to yeah. have some Eastern representation in the CFL again. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. And then with Cody Fajardo, too, he, for me, when he signed with the Riders, I was like, what the heck are they doing? Because he, his whole career, he'd really been just a, a short yardage guy. And he had kind of just been penciled in as that kind of player. But, you know, when he got that opportunity, too, he just ran with it. And you gotta love those stories like VA and Cody there who just, you know, they were kind of penciled in as, you know, backups and they worked hard and got to where they are where, you know, they're leading winning teams and they're mm-hmm. on, chasing the Grey Cup now this year. Yeah. Whereas we all knew that Banks was an established commodity and a receiver in this league coming into yeah. this year. So that's why I, I kind of I want one of those two to win, but the way kind of everybody has been pumping Brandon Banks' tires, I think he's the one that's going to win that award. Yeah. Yeah. And then, who do you think is most likely to win uh, most outstanding defensive player? Uh, I think they'll give it to Trey Roberson's my guess. Or really? Simone Lawrence, yeah. Oh, man. I just, like... They overlook Charleston so much, and I know, like he leads the league again, but I just feel like they'll give it to Roberson. I, that's just what my gut's telling me. If it goes to Simone, the riders or the rider fans are just going to lose it. They're going to just burn oh, everything absolutely. in sight to the ground. That is not going to be a pretty picture. Remember those, remember those few strange weeks when Bomber fans and Rider fans were like had like an alliance against Calgary? It's going to be like that against Hamilton. Yeah. Because yeah. we'll feel the same way. Yeah, because... Um, Simone's done a couple things to Ryderville this year. He's not only taken out the starting quarterback on the third play of the year, but he also accused a very well-liked radio commentator in Saskatchewan, Rod Peterson, of being a racist for calling Simone Lawrence a thug. And I mean... Yeah, it was just garbage. Yeah, like, he's a... I know what Rod was trying to say. He was trying to say he was a dirty player, but, you know, he just tried to spin it into a race argument that kind of pissed Mm -hmm. a lot of people off. To in yeah, Carterville. that was ridiculous. And yeah, Carter, who do you, who do you think's most likely to win? Um, I'm looking at this. It's probably, uh, probably gonna be Trey Robertson. Honestly, I mean, just he's had he's had such a big year. Like, like you know, every single time he does, like he has one of those games. It's always like you know. Like, top five plays of the week, and he's on six of them, you know? It's like that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, like, you know, the whole, like, blocked field goal, I swear, it was, like, four weeks later until we finally stopped hearing about it, you know? Which, I mean, fair, it's a big play, but it's like, yeah, they, they talk about him too much for him not to get that award. Oh, Trey Rollers is great. I have 100% confidence that he's going to be an NFL player. You know, I think... His contract's up this year, so he'll probably be heading down south right after that. Good, get him out of Calgary. <laughs> yeah, need him. Calgary will no just pull doubt. another guy off the street, though, and he'll be just as, as they good. Always do. You know, that's just how they yeah, run that right. system. Yeah. 
But I think this is the year Charleston Hughes gets the recognition that he rightfully deserves. I hope so. Because he was even saying earlier in the year, it's like, if he doesn't win, the league is rigged. And I mean, yeah, they're starting to notice him. They're pumping his tires up on TSN and stuff. They're talking about him. Granted, some of them tend to favor Willie Jefferson, but I do think Hughes actually might get it this year. I mean, yeah, because like the main reason I'm not saying um, Jefferson is because he kind of fell off, like, and not six in the weeks way that, almost. Yeah, not in the way that like you know some guys fall off for the last two weeks. Like, yeah, he had a rough end of like rough back half of this season. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. His stats just kind of really slowed down in the second half. No doubt. Yeah. And then let's move on. Who do we think is most likely to win most outstanding Canadian? Uh, yeah, I actually think they'll give it to Lamar Durant. Like, the way he played this year, he had a decent amount of touchdowns and yards. So, uh, besides that, maybe Cameron Judge. But it, it, it's going to be a tough call for that one. It, it always is. Yeah, I mean... For outstanding Canadian, especially because, you know, Andrew Harris is ineligible for this year, which I think was the smart choice. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if Andrew Harris had been eligible for MOP and most outstanding Canadian, I think the league would have been considered a joke after that because you can't have someone who's been found guilty well, of cheating win he, he an award. He was, but I'm glad they didn't yeah. vote for him. Yeah, none of them voted for yep. him. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. And so... You know, it's it's weird. I I think they'll give it to Durant. I think yeah, a lot of people will agree with like what our consensus was on uh on our like on our choices here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, for the Canadian, it's it's a difficult choice this year. I think you know, especially since you don't have Harris as that usual shoe in. So it'll be it'll be fun to see someone else in there. But like, yeah, I think it'll probably be Durant. True, because we were wondering too, right, who's the next great Canadian receiver after Brad Sinopoli kind of had a thousand yards for a couple years. It's like, okay, well, where's the guy that's going to be next, you know? And Lamar Durant, he looks like that next guy, you know, that could be that big-time Canadian receiver. And so I hope that he continues on this path and continues to build off a strong year in BC. Cameron Judge... I don't think he'll get the love he deserves just because of that number that I pulled up earlier, 21% missed tackles. That's well above average. So he needs to clean up that part of his game, but he's certainly going to win a couple of most outstanding Canadians in his future, I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, for most outstanding linemen, who do we think is most likely to win that? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh... I think Bergman gets it. Just kind of the facts that me and Carter talked about that, you know, you always see Bo, you saw Bo and Nick Arbuckle always standing up this year. You didn't see them get hit like Chris Strebler did or Pipkin, you know, any of those guys like Logan Kilgore. Some of those guys got rocked, even Fajardo too. So I think that he gets it, but I mean, they could always go with the Dan Clark story of the, like the journey that he's had this year and give it to him. I mean, I'm going to go with Bergman only because I really hope that they make something new for Clark. Like, just like some sort of new award or some sort of new, like, memorial thing about someone in the past who's gone through something similar. Like, because, like, he deserves recognition for what he did this year. 
But I think that if you're looking at it from a stats standpoint, I think that you have to give it to Bergman, but I really hope that they give Clark Regan. I think yeah. it's actually going to be Clark, because who's voting, right? It's journalists. And what do journalists love? They love a good stories. stories. Yep. <laughs> so oh. I think just with what Dan Clark's went through, I think maybe he has a legitimate shot this year, although I think maybe some people will just go with Stanley Bryant, because that's the that's the normal pick, right? Is a lot of people mm-hmm. just default to him. Like I was ta- like when I was talking with Derek Taylor on Twitter, he was talking to me about you know why not Stanley Bryan? That was his example versus Dan Clark, and I kind of pled my case for Dan already. But yeah, I think maybe Dan Clark gets a little bit more votes because people know his story, especially in Saskatchewan. So hopefully he gets some votes and wins that award. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. Now, for special teams, who do we think is the most likely to win that award? You know, I think uh I think Nate Holly actually should win it. Uh he he had a great year on special teams and I mean, he's Canadian too, right? Yep. Or no. Yeah, Holly? So... Let me ju- double is check that. Holly? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's an American. Oh, okay, but I mean he had a great year on special teams. You always heard his name when they were out there. So I think he gets the nod. And I mean, I do like Frankie Williams, but he did only have, I think, one touchdown this year. So he had some big returns, but one or two touchdowns in total. Like, that's, I don't think that's special teams of like player of the year worthy. Yeah. And I understand your confusion about him being Canadian. I just looked him up. His hometown is called Ottawa Lake, but it's in Michigan. <laughs> it's in oh, Michigan. I know, right? <laughs> but, Most outstanding hey, fake Canadian. But apparently, yeah. apparently Ottawa Lake is in Michigan, guys. It's unfortunately uh, not here. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't there a place called Winnipeg in New York? Oh, probably. Like, there's different. There's all sorts of weird places. Like, there's yeah. a Regina in Kansas, too, you know? Yeah. So That'd be great. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah so. I mean, Unders- I, I understand I the confusion. Yeah, um, I agree with um, I agree. I think Nate Hawley is going to be the um, I think he's going to be selected. Um, as much as I would like Miller, because I think that's a nice change of pace. Um, but yeah, I think Nate Hawley is going to be um selected. Yeah, he just had a really really standout year, so. Not much I can say on that. Yeah, I think this is our first unanimous one here for most likely to win. I think it's going to be Nate Hawley as well. Now, for most outstanding rookie, this is the one that we were all very, very close on. And we had to... One person changed our vote to break the tie on this award. So you guys think it wins this award or is most likely to win it you know what i'm actually going to stick with my pick and jake weineke uh you know he he had such an impact there and like his touchdowns weren't just random touchdowns a lot of them were in clutch moments so i think he can win the award um yeah i'm going with i'm going with weineke as well i genuinely believe that he has the biggest chance because tsn loves him that's <laughs> true. I love him so much. Like he's like on the top of every rookie list, pretty much ever. So, 
I think like, yeah, if you're not going to give him rookie of the year after you've been hyping him up, I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Now, yeah, uh, I agree with that. I just, for me, I don't think the yards are there to give it to Wynicky. I think Nate Holloway wins too here. Ooh. Because we, Hot take. Yep, we saw a drop. Everybody expected Calgary's defense to take a significant drop off with all the players they lost in their linebacking core wasn't as good because Singleton's gone. But they've been one of the best defenses in the league. They haven't really missed much of a beat. How dare us doubt Calgary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just when yeah. you think they're done, they always come back. Absolutely. Just finish last. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> One year. That, that'll be, you know, when John Huffnagel and Craig or Dave Dickinson hang it up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I Put just... Jason Moss over there, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get Jason Moss there to, you know, mess up their Gatorade things. And yeah. Maybe they'll have a chance of losing after that. But yeah, I think it's Nate Hawley for sure. Just because of that huge impact he's had on that defense. And then that is that is fair. Yep. And then finally, so we just talked rookie. Most likely to win coach of the year. You know, I think Craig actually can win it. Um, it it's really tough. Like it's a toss up. Like Steinhauer did have a great year as a rookie coach too, but like I just think with him being in the East and it's kind of an easier road. Like. All they have to worry about is Montreal, and Montreal has off weeks, and then they're in the Grey Cup. So I think Craig deserves it more just just by, you know, coaching in the in the West Division and and being a rookie as well. Um, I I personally, even though my pick is Jones, I feel like they're most likely to give it to Dickinson. Just because, yeah, it's a it's a tougher road. I I like Kari Jones. I personally wish they'd give it to him. Don't think they will. Um, yeah, I mean they've both had great years. I just think that Dickinson's story is a little bit more impressive. Better record, harder division, finished first. You know. Yeah, I gotta. I think it's Dickinson too. I think it's a three-horse race here, just because there are cases to be made for Kahari, Dickinson, and Joan, and you know Dickinson, Jones, Steinauer. But yeah, uh, I just think. When Chris Jones left, there were a lot of questions going into this year about how the Riders would do, and many people were slating them as fourth or third in the West. And the fact that Craig Dickinson even succeeded Riderville's expectations and got them to first in the West for the first time since 2009, mm. I think that he probably wins it. And yeah. Just with Kahari and Orlando, there's cases to be made there, and I wouldn't be surprised if either of them won, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the one thing that cheesed me off about these awards is rookies. Because when I was thinking rookies before, I was like, oh, it's got to be Quan Bray, blah, blah, blah. But with the way it's set up, you can't pick anyone who's played in the NFL. So that excludes guys like Lucky Whitehead, Juan Ray, LJ McCray. Yeah, yeah LJ, yeah. who's been really good too. Bro, what do you mean Tom Brady for most outstanding rookie? In the <laughs> oh, well, I think they should. I wish they could modify that so it's like guys who maybe haven't played. They play like a couple games in the league. Like Jordan Williams Lambert, for example. He 
He played a couple games for the Saints in the NFL, but he was, you know. So he was not, I don't think he was eligible for that award, but yeah. yeah. No, he was up for Rookie of the Year last year. Really? It was him and Lewis Ward, yeah. Okay, they must have changed that then, because this year was no NFL experience, period. Yeah, but maybe it's like you have to play an actual season game because I don't think Williams Lambert like played in the regular season. I thought he did. I think for he the just. Saints. I I think he just played preseason. To be honest with you, I have to look now because I thought he yeah. played a game for the Saints. Quick fact check. Yep, quick fact check here. We're going and looking. NFL dot com. And while we're just kind of searching this, I think it's upsetting to me that the CFL doesn't have a. Uh, most improved player award. Yep. Oh like, yeah. Like that would be somebody like Shaq Evans could win that award this year with, you know, he had 700, 800 yards last year, no touchdowns. And he's got over, he's got over 1300 yards this year and a handful of touchdowns. Oh wait. Oh yeah. So Who is I, that again? I think, uh, Shaq Evans. Shaq Evans. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished looking that up. You guys are right. He didn't have any NFL experience. I don't know where I saw no, that for a different just, player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been lots of players, but yeah. I think if we go... He did not quite play. All right, for most improved player, it's between Vernon Adams and Cody for me, and I'm going to pick Cody because Vernon Adams had the pedigree coming into this league. Like, his rights were traded for a first-round pick. People forget about yeah. that, so... Vernon Adams was no joke coming into the league. No, absolutely. And I think Cody's a good pick, too. Yeah, we're, like, is Cody's more nobody, under the radar, right? So I think he, yeah, he like, wins most improved player for me if that award exists. Yeah, like nobody saw this coming from a third-string quarterback, sneak quarterback, to leading the league in uh, passing yards. And he's, yeah, top 10 in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns, so... Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. But Shaq Evans is a good nomination, too. I think a good shout-out for that as well. Same as Kyron Moore, even. True. Yeah. Carter, who would you go with for most improved? Um, Probably Shaq Evans. Just because, like, you know, really? literally came out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to tell for me. Like, I'm looking at most improved, and it's like, you could... Uh, it's, it's really difficult, because, like, Again, I want to show some love to Mike Miller. I want to see what his stats were last year because it seems like we weren't talking about him at all before this season. Yeah. And now, you know, he's in the uh, in the stats for that. Um, we've got some messages here for some other candidates. I'll read them off as uh, as we go here. We have some behind-the-scenes people giving me some names. Cam Judge, LJ McRae, and Derek Moncrief. Very rider based yeah. CFL commissioner. Yeah, yeah very very rider based man. Yep, that's one of our staff members. We have an Instagram group chat. Is go follow CFL dot commissioner on Instagram. One of the guys that helps out with the show. But yeah, that's interesting. He's texting you guys in the group chat. That's good to know. But yeah, for me it's yeah for me it's Cody for Jardo. Like Shaq Evans, oh, that's a good one, yeah. Shaq Evans definitely stepped up a lot this year, and but just to think again, Cody was kind of written off as like a third, a third string QB, right? So for him yeah. to be, be going from that to the unanimous MOP of a team that's first in the West, 
That's why I think he would win that vote, hands down. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And so that concludes our award show. We're going to have different specials at different times. I know whenever there's a prospect ranking that comes out, we are going to have a show about that and discuss the draft. And again, around the draft time, we're going to have a bunch of them. We're going to have like things like we're going to have mock drafts. Just we're going to talk about the CFL Combine, things like that when that comes around. So we'll talk about the winners in the regular show. But thank you for listening. Give us your feedback on what you think of this kind of format of episode. Like, share, and subscribe. This is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.